Thank you for joining me on the podcast, Finding the Godspark. My name is Antonio. This is episode 10 of my first series called Desire vs. Resistance. In this series, I combine the books Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art, and I also weave in my own thoughts. I will be giving away a copy of Think and Grow Rich at the end of the series as well, so please follow along and don't miss out on potentially getting this fantastic self-help book for free. Enjoy the episode. Part 10. The Devil's Playground I will start Part 10 with a section straight from Think and Grow Rich. The six basic fears become translated into a state of worry through indecision. Relieve yourself forever of the fear of death by reaching a decision to accept death as an inescapable event. Whip the fear of poverty by reaching a decision to get along with whatever wealth you can accumulate without worry. Put your foot upon the neck of fear of criticism by reaching a decision not to worry about what other people think, do, or say. Eliminate the fear of old age by reaching a decision to accept it not as a handicap, but as a great blessing which carries with it wisdom, self-control, and understanding not known to youth. Acquit yourself of the fear of ill health by the decision to forget symptoms. Master the fear of loss of love by reaching a decision to get along without love if that is necessary. Kill the habit of worry in all its forms by reaching a general blanket decision that nothing which life has to offer is worth the price of worry. With this decision will come poise, peace of mind, and calmness of thought that will bring happiness. A man whose mind is filled with fear not only destroys his own chances of intelligent action, but he transmits these destructive vibrations to the minds of all who come in contact with him and destroys also their chances. Besides the six basic fears, there is an evil which targets everyone's subconscious and can be extremely fatal to any chances of success. The susceptibility to negative influences. We need to admit a lot of faults and find ways to make ourselves immune to negative influences. We are used to being lazy, indifferent, and susceptible to all suggestions which harmonize with our weaknesses. We must keep away from those who discourage and depress and only seek the company of those who influence us to think and act for ourselves. We should stop expecting troubles and worrying so much we never actually get started. Napoleon lists a series of self-analysis questions for us to answer honestly. Do you complain often of feeling bad? And if so, what is the cause? 
do you find fault with other people at the slightest provocation? Do you frequently make mistakes in your work? And if so, why? Are you sarcastic and offensive in your conversation? Do you deliberately avoid the association of anyone? And if so, why? Does life seem futile and the future hopeless to you? If so, why? Do you like your occupation? If not, why? Do you often feel self-pity? And if so, why? Are you envious of those who excel you? To which do you devote most time? Thinking of success or of failure? Are you gaining or losing self-confidence as you grow older? Do you tolerate negative or discouraging influences which you can avoid? Would you call yourself a spineless weakling if you permitted others to do your thinking for you? What do you value most? Your material possessions or your privilege of controlling your own thoughts? Are you easily influenced by others against your own judgment? Do you face squarely the circumstances which make you unhappy or sidestep the responsibility? Do you analyze all mistakes and failures and try to profit by them? Or do you take the attitude that it is not your duty? Can you name three of your most damaging weaknesses? What are you doing to correct them? Does your presence have a negative influence on other people as a rule? What habits of other people annoy you most? Do you form your own opinions or permit yourself to be influenced by other people? Could it be possible that some person whom you consider to be a friend is, in reality, your worst enemy because of their negative influence on your mind? What, above all else, do you most desire? Do you intend to acquire it? Are you willing to subordinate all other desires for this one? How much time daily do you devote to acquiring that desire? There are many more questions in the book, but I wanted to cover the main points and move on. Do we have the courage to be honest with ourselves? Here is a list of 57 ifs or alibis of failure from the book. If I didn't have wife and family, if I had enough pool, if I had money, if I had a good education, if I could get a job, if I had good health, if I only had time, if times were better, if other people understood me, if conditions around me were only different. If I could live my life over again. If I did not fear what they would say. If I had been given a chance. 
if I now had a chance. If other people didn't have it in for me. If nothing happens to stop me. If I were only younger. If I could only do what I want. If I had been born rich. If I could meet the right people. If I had the talent that some people have. If I dared assert myself. If I only had embraced past opportunities. If people didn't get on my nerves. If I didn't have to keep house and look after the children. If I could save some money. If the boss only appreciated me. If I only had somebody to help me. If my family understood me. If I lived in a big city. If I could just get started. If only I were free. If I had the personality of some people. If I were not so fat. If my talents were known. If I could just get a break. If I could only get out of debt. If I hadn't failed. If I only knew how. If everybody didn't oppose me. If I didn't have so many worries. If I could marry the right person. If people weren't so dumb. If my family were not so extravagant. If I were sure of myself. If luck were not against me. If I had not been born under the wrong star. If it were not true that what is to be will be. If I did not have to work so hard. If I hadn't lost my money. If I lived in a different neighborhood. If I didn't have a past. If I only had a business of my own. If other people would only listen to me. If, and this is the greatest of them all, I had the courage to see myself as I really am. I would find out what is wrong with me and correct it. Then I might have a chance to profit by my mistakes and learn something from the experience of others. If I know that there is something wrong with me, or I would now be where I would have been if I had spent more time analyzing my weaknesses and less time building alibis to cover them. Creating and using alibis is always easier than looking deep inside and fixing the self. If we spent the same energy on self-mastery, as we do creating alibis for our laziness and mediocrity, we would be more successful in life. I will end this part with a quote from the book. It has always been a mystery to me why people spend so much time deliberately fooling themselves by creating alibis to cover their weaknesses. If used differently, this same time would be sufficient to cure the weakness, then no alibis would be needed. It was a great surprise to me when I discovered that most of the ugliness I saw in others was but a reflection of my own nature. Albert Hubbard That's it for part 10. 
Join me next time for the last part of this series. Thanks for listening. Antonio signing off for now. Thank you.